Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Creep Time After Dark. This is a Creep Time original podcast. So make sure to go listen to Creep Time, the podcast, right after the show. And I'm recording by B. So tell me about this fire extinguisher. <laughs> Explain to me what happened. Well, I come back from my run in the morning and my doorman's like, there's this little package that's just been in the back of the package room for like three weeks. We're so sorry because they normally um, like will track it in email and let you know that something's arrived. And then when you pick it up, they like check it out for you. Mm-hmm. And so I always know like if there's things waiting for me. So I guess they found it like buried in the depths of the package room. I was wondering when it was going to get to you because I had ordered it and then I forgot about it. And then a couple like a week or two had passed and I was like, oh, I wonder if she ever got that. Maybe it was stolen. Like I didn't think anything of it again. <laughs> I'm just dead because it was so it was so timely because, as you know, I left another candle on. Baby, when I tell you there is something <laughs> deep in my soul that says you cannot ha- you cannot live in an apartment without a fire extinguisher. That's so unacceptable. I well, and you that is like the where did you get that? Because it's like the most little like precious, like compact. I fire got it on Amazon, baby. As as we all know, you're bought and sold by Jeff Bezos. Jeff, Mr. me and Mr. Bezos. <laughs> all right. I have something to say. I have something oh to God. say about this. Creepers, okay. how you doing? <laughs> keep this keep this between <laughs> us, y'all. <laughs> I have a thing. Bryce knows about this thing. And this is an extraordinarily unpopular opinion. I have a little crush on Jeff Bezos. <gasps> Mr. Bezos. Stop. Oh, tell me more. That's really all. It's something about like the nerd who then became like like buff later in life. It's like the combination of the brains and the brawn really does it for me. Oh my god. But he's yeah. not a good person. He's not. See, that's the Okay, once again, I'm going to bring it back to New York Housewives. There will be a time where you watch Bethany talk about um, I forget what she calls him, but she basically talks about this specific type of guy that like was kind of the nerd in high school and then like grows up, gets the money, gets the girl, like yeah. becomes super successful. And she calls them, but she she says that they're bad guys and she calls them. Um, well, they got oh it all God, in I'm the forgetting. end. That's the thing. They yeah. like they get it all. But but they have to like overcompensate because they remember what it was like like, like not to be like that. And you see, I like God, to I say they have humility. Them. I would, but yeah. no, you're right though. There's an archetype. I'm trying to think of other guys who are similar to that because I've definitely seen this before. Like a guy who yeah. was previously like super nerdy and then got like really like jacked. This is a really bad example, but carrot top. Stop. <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not attracted to carrot top, but like. He was known as like the skinny, gawky, like tall string bean, redhead comedy kid. And then he yeah. just like buffed out. It's kind of like the Jonah Hill effect. Like when he got really we're buff all, all of a baby, sudden. We're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We just went from Mr. Bezos, Mr. Jeff Bezos to Carrot Top to Jonah Hill to talk about the sexiest men in our circle. Okay. I'm going to take a Mary sip. Kill. I'm a t- Jeff Bezos, Carrot Top, and We're not even three minutes in. Come on. 
<gasps> um, oh, I'm going to kill Jonah Hill right off the bat. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> I mean, you have to after his whole Instagram Oh my God, remember that? I forgot about that. Yeah. That was bad. That was so bad. But not surprising. Yeah. Was that one I of our forget- words? We should put DMs as one of our words. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, I'm going to add it actually while well, I've got the list up. Oh, God. Yeah, because I'm sure you've got some damn stories. What, DM? Um, yeah. I do, I do. But I feel like I have more of my stories are like from people that I've heard. Like, this isn't even DMs, but just like social media in general and like accidentally posting things. I will never forget when we were in high school, I think there was this kid. He was like a grade above me, but we had a class together. Um, I forgot his name. No, no, I remember his name. I can't say it though. And he had clearly gone on like some porn websites, but he went on one in like this age of the internet where like it could share to your Facebook, like your profile. (gasps) And like, I just remember scrolling on my timeline, like on my feed and all of a sudden, like he had shared porn (laughs) and was so clearly not aware of it. And then it was repeat like repeat because he was on the same website clicking on different videos so it was like back-to-back no. videos of everything he was viewing and it was public like the whole school oh. was seeing it that's literally my worst nightmare like my older brother and i talk about this all the time then there's these girls that like prank each other and they call each other and they go oh my god did you mean to post that on your story i was just gonna say <laughs> that is the cruelest thing you could do to it's somebody so mean. the way oh, that god. i would shit blood instantly I would be so because like there's only two ways to deal with that. You either ship blood or yeah. you're gonna instantly be like, you know what? You abandon your life. You're like, I was meant for the road. You go full Lana Del Rey, you take off, leave behind the friends, the family, quit the job, and you 100%. start anew. Or you abandon I my favorite part about this, like uh prank calls is when they just abandon the call immediately like they're like did you mean to post on your story and it's like burp, burp. like no, they're no just immediately waste. off there's no time to waste baby they're <laughs> that like would be me. gotta go got to no go. time to die oh i should oh. do that to bryce today although he <laughs> how would he react to that he would go what did i post i feel like he would be like of course i meant to post that to my story exactly <laughs> like right it's a full body nude go <laughs> I'm very sex positive these days. Anyway, Bybee, feel free to pull that word for the creepers. All right. I'm going to run it. Here we go. I'm sweating from that. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck Mary Kilchett, Pizza's Carrot Top, and Jonah Hill. <laughs> okay. It's, it's been pulled. Okay. Roommates. Now, now. <laughs> Was your first roommate experience in college? Can I ask you that? No, actually, I. Oh wait, went no, because to... like when you were on your trip to Amsterdam, you must have had a roommate. Well, that I would say that was like a little bit different because it was we would switch every single night, like mm. or every couple of days. So oh, okay, I'm gotcha. Like, but that was definitely my first taste of it. But my first legit legit roommate was, um, I went to this thing called uh, Governor School, um, which is like a summer program. Oh, where you basically. It's like in North Carolina and you like kids from all over the state um, like take a test and like apply to get in for certain areas. So like I went for music, but you get you stay on a college dorm for like I think it's six or seven weeks during the summer. And that's a whole like summer semester. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole summer school. Basically, were you you Um, 17? I was this was summer after sophomore year. So I think I was 16. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. Um. And I got 
put with a girl that was so nice, but she was super, super quiet and shy. And I was not. Um, and But we really? like got along you? really well. You weren't shy? I, no, baby. <laughs> Me? Demure? You were like, what are no. we drinking tonight, baby? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Actually, that's so funny you say that because, first of all, I had never drank or done anything at this course, point. I remember. And I was I so... I was so terrified of ever like breaking the rules. And actually, this is a crazy story. Sorry, I'm already hijacking the conversation with this. But I want to hear it. It's what I want to know. But so governor's school was definitely this thing where like you would hear about people from the year before you and oh, there's like, like lore to it. There's lore. There's oh, so much lore. I love it. And so <laughs> this girl that I knew found out from a friend of hers that went the summer before she was like oh my god she said something like look in the ceiling of dorm room like number whatever whatever on our floor and we were like what and so we being the mischievous f's that we are go and knock on the door and this girl's like hello and we're like can we <laughs> we're like can we look in your ceiling for something and she was oh like what the actual fuck and so we climb up what do we find but a bong in the ceiling we pull it down and i'm like and this girl that we were in her dorm room she was like super duper like kept to herself i think she was there for like science or something like very quiet yeah very different from the one who got in for music versus the engineering student 100 you're like you want to rip bong baby (laughs) (laughs) literally and so we pull it down me and my friend pull it down and we were like oh my god this girl's gonna like she could potentially tell like the counselors so like we had drug paraphernalia so we we go to the there's like a principal of the governor's school and we go to his office and we quote unquote turn ourselves in and explain the whole story and looking back on it I'm sure he was trying not to like die laughing in front of us because he was like ladies like it's fine like I believe you that this is not your bong like clearly you went to <laughs> we were, turn yourselves in turned ourselves in we were oh crying god. we were crying oh god <laughs> no that is too much so that was your away. very that was your very first roommate experience. <laughs> it was you and that a girl, was... and you convinced yourselves that you had accomplished a crime by coming into the possession <laughs> of a bong in the ceiling, and then turned yourself into the authorities. I literally turned ourselves into the the authority, like some middle aged <laughs> man that was like doing this job as like a bit in the summer. Like yeah, I was gonna say he's, he's on like the summer term too. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so uh, when you first got to college, were you immediately in a sorority? So you were in a sorority house? No. So I I lived in a dorm freshman year. And okay. actually, funny enough, and I'm curious what your experience was, I did a random roommate where like all my friends had pre-selected. Okay. How, yeah. What was your experience? Um, well, my freshman year, I, yeah, I got matched with somebody totally random. Um, he was super nice. I mean, I... Here's the thing, like the school that I went to, I went to the, a school that was in my home state. So my college, like freshman experience was already happening by like junior or senior year of high school, where like we were going up to, to, to the school and going to the parties. So by the time I was a freshman, um, my roommate didn't have that experience. So I had a lot of my friends and we would like go out to the parties and take him out. It was pretty fine, I would say. I mean, I was on an all 
all boys floor um and it was far away from like the arts learning community and stuff like that so that was definitely a hurdle mm-hmm. baby can i tell you something just about that rooming <laughs> experience because it's coming back to me i need to know it i have so many stories <laughs> i need you to brace yourself <laughs> i did too i did too but like so okay picture it's me 18 years old freshman in college i'm in the storm and one thing that i would like to do a lot at home when i was in high school was i would sing like i like to sing to karaoke tracks as we know as you've heard from my colors of the wind story <laughs> so one night very late where like i would have to wait until like mason was like out of the room my roommate so i could sing i decided to spend the whole night trying to record defying gravity in garage band and i sang this so much and on such a, a repetitive stance that I had a note slipped under my door. We don't know from who. And it said, stop defying quiet hours. (gasps) (laughs) And here's the worst part. Here's it gets worse. I thought it was the RA on the floor who was, who was a woman. I forgot her name, but um, it was this like grad student. And I wrote her a note back and I was like, next time just come and knock on the door or something so smart, like so rude. And then she, back and she goes that wasn't me but i think you have a lovely voice <laughs> like the whole floor the whole floor just suffered through me singing all night on repeat <laughs> i just want you to know i threw up in my mouth a little bit <laughs> just the sheer terror of receiving a note under the door while you're mid riff being like ah note no actually like i could the paper <laughs> flew under and i could hear it like flapping in the wind as i was like tell them how I... like it was and the thing is i listened back to that recording years later it wasn't even good it wasn't even good oh my Such god bullshit that is so funny in garage band i can't i know what I else because what else babe? i don't even else? know what, what was i gonna do with that put it up on soundcloud i don't know what i was doing Oh my, well, it's really, let's be real. It's so you could listen to yourself back and dissect yes. what it was that you, the takes that you liked or you didn't like. And the truth is, in the end, I didn't like it all. Oh, you know, I remember what it was for. I was going to put it up on Tumblr. That was the tea. <gasps> I had plans Dead. to, I was like, I'm going to put this on Tumblr and it's going to make waves. Did not oh make waves. And I got my ass handed to me because I wasn't being respectful of not only my, <laughs> not their roommate, but my floor mates. Don't oh defy my. quiet hours. That is so. I, that's to me. That's actually just mean. It's it, just it was just necessary. knock on my door. I think it was yeah, necessary. necessary actually, but just it knock was on my door. Humbling, so I could have a little more self awareness of how loud I was being. Because, like, I think I started off kind of meek, and I was like, I'm gonna keep this like close to the mic. I'll be respectful. But when you got headphones on, you're like at it for like an hour or so. You start to like warm up and like. <laughs> Get that thing going, yeah. and you're like, "All right, let's let's hit some notes here." So that was the, that was the problem. That's so funny. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you, who was your you know, roommate your freshman year? Did you have a roommate that you liked or you were close with, or was it like bad because they were random? You know, I actually am really glad that I did random because I so I was gonna go to NYU and then I switched <gasps> Wait, up. Did I know that? I don't. I'm sure I told you that a long time ago, but. NYU. You. Yeah. Um, but I switched like last minute to go in state and um decided at that point, like all my good friends 
had already been planning their roommates for like months. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go random because I I tried to like uh, get together with this one girl that I knew was coming down. It was like a friend of a friend, but I was like, I'm just going to go random. And we were very different people, but it ended up turning into like a really lovely friendship. And she was just uh, her name was Cassie. Um, Cassie. And she, and she is living, let me say, if she ever listens to this, which I'm sure she won't, but if she ever does, she is living her best damn life I have ever seen on Instagram. Like, really? she is, I think she just got engaged and she's just like traveling Cassie. the world and like, yeah, go Cassie. Oh my God, girl, um, good for you. Yes. Um, But actually, it took a dark turn because we had, so we had sweet mates. Um, did you have sweet mates your freshman year? No. Or okay, just- so it was one of those dorms where like there's like a common like living yes. room space and then there's like little bedrooms, right? Yeah. So we didn't oh, even okay. have a living room. It was just like we had two rooms and then we connected through one bathroom. So oh, we all shared okay. the same bathroom. Gotcha. Um, and we also went random on our sweet mates and one of our sweet mates was absolutely lovely. I think she it's the craziest thing. She lives in DC now and I've seen her a couple times. Oh shoot. Um you just guys like just run into each street. other all the time, apparently. I like that's I, weird. <laughs> DC seems like a very small place. It actually is a pretty small like to me, compared to like living in New York or something, it's right. super small. Um but w- one of our sweet mates we became very close with, and then our other sweet mate had sort of like a episode and ended up like leaving the suite and and she had like friction actually um with I guess our other suite mate and then like by proxy sort of like us because she felt like we would like side with our other suite mate and like I was like girl I am not about this like I don't want this life like please but it was all kind of like I think um a lot of it was just like homesickness, and then mm-hmm. she eventually, I think, it's ended a big up living by herself. Yeah, um, but some people, I remember, that, no, that's a real like transition issue. We should talk about that because some people, when they get to yeah. college, I I remember this. I think Bryce was one of these people. He listens to this, so he'll he'll be able to defend himself at some point. But <laughs> he and a lot of people, they don't want to live with anybody. They don't want to go to college and start rooming with someone. And I think it was maybe different for Bryce because, if I'm not mistaken, he was an RA. He definitely was an RA, but I don't mm. think you could be an RA as a freshman. But I think he always had a single. I mean, listen, now that I've lived alone, I bet it would have been. Although, but in college, it's like that's part of the whole experience is like, you know, the shenanigans. I feel like. But it doesn't end is the problem. Like the room. Yeah. I When we talk about like sinister roommates, college is child's play because you have the you have the protection of like. The housing department or your parents or like rent is like 200 bucks. Like the real sinister roommate stories come from moving out to a big city and finding those roommates because that's some real shit we need to discuss. I was going to say, give me your worst. Give me your worst. Well, just like when I first moved to L.A., like what how tough that was. Like, yeah, when I first moved here, I had never been to Los Angeles before, which was crazy to just decide to like come out in my car and I knew somebody that I got connected with through my school and he was like I'm putting together like a housing situation in Park La Brea and for anybody who's in Los Angeles they know where Park La Brea is because when you're looking at a map and you've never been to Los Angeles 
you think Park La Brea is the best place to be because you're like, that's like dead center of like the city. That's like the most central. That's got to be it. Like, and it's it's just so not. It's like military housing <laughs> that they're charging <laughs> out the ass for. So the situation was this kid was like, I'm putting together this room rooming situation. I could not afford a ton of rent. Obviously, I'd only saved up five grand to move over. So my rent was going to be $800 a month. I was going to share a master bedroom with this other guy I had never met. Didn't have a bed. Came with a blow-up mattress. The first day I arrive, he freaks out, this guy. Brand new. He's my roommate. Never, like, never met him before. Never even, like, we, like, were chatting a little bit before. And, like, I think we had done some texting. But, like, basically Shane had arranged all of this. He flees the apartment. And then he sends me a text. And he was like, I just didn't expect you to come a day early. Like, why didn't you let me know you were coming a day early? And I was like... Oh no. Oh no. He's like not all there. He's like, you have to tell me if you're coming early because I have to be prepared. I didn't know you were going to be here. And I was like, I live here now. Like, this is my new home. (laughs) We're sharing a room together. I know. So then, like, I smoothed it over with him because he was like acting really crazy. And I was like, hey, you know, I just want to apologize. Like, I didn't mean to cause any friction or anything. Why don't you come back? He came back and he was like, so I picked a bunch of this stuff up for us because I thought we could do a project together to bond. And I was like, what? It's planks of wood and a hammer and no nails. And I said, yes. You are making this up. No, I'm not, baby. I said, give me that hammer so I can fucking kill myself in the bathroom right now. (laughs) Oh, God. We could do a project. And I was like, what do you want to do? And he was like, well, I figured, you know, we could maybe like kind of make these into like a bridge. I'm not joking. Like make these into like a bridge on the wall, like as like wall decor. And I was like, baby, I just moved to Los Angeles and I have like less than a thousand dollars in my bank account and no job. I'm not making an art project on a fucking wall. I'm going to hit the pavement and find a job waiting tables. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to build myself a bridge out of here. Yes. Oh, thank God. That was a temporary lease. Cause if I had signed on for a year and Stu, I can't even get into like how crazy it got with this kid. Like he was just, he was, I think he was suffering a lot and he was from, Mm. where was he from? Idaho, I think, or maybe Iowa. I forget. And he, he was just being like a little irrational. I think with like the money he was making where he was like kind of having the Sonia Morgan effect. Like I'm starting a new career. I'm a photographer, spends $3,000 on a camera, but has never Uh. taken one class. Yeah. Like he's like, he was going a little crazy. And then at one point he got into a fight with one of our other roommates and went to the housing office of Park La Brea to try to get us all evicted. This is all within like a two month window. Oh my God. I, I, I had to walk my ass down there and like save face. And I was like, I think he's just going through something like I, cause he was basically exposing that we couldn't afford the place, which we couldn't, which is why we were subletting out multiple rooms to other people we were subletting the living room to two brothers like it was such a crazy ass times wait so how many people live there okay it was officially a three-bedroom place so it was let's see rich and i in the master bedroom and then (laughs) i guess shane and his girlfriend and then cj and then there were these two brothers from utah sharing the living room And baby, uh, you lived in a frat house. Baby, it, and it was like where I think we had another, another girl came in. Her name was Sierra. Like it was a revolving door because we couldn't afford the place, obviously. Oh, and my God, when I tell you, no furniture. The place consisted oh, of blow up mattresses, 
one yeah. folding table with two folding chairs and a dartboard. Yep. And a pot, a single <laughs> pot that was shared between all 15 people living there. To piss in. Just Baby. One. Oh, yes. That's a chamber pot. It's my spittoon <laughs> and my chamber pot. <laughs> it was so oh, God. crazy. Honestly, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole, but talking about it just now has really like given me some anxiety. That's therapeutic. Like, my my fingers are they're like tingling right now. Like something's going on with me. <laughs> no. It's because it's like you like harrowing to think about. I mean, when I think about like the ways that we used to live, like tr- like truly one pot and like a blow up mattress and I you know my yes. cardboard box is a side table. Like I love that. And we were just making it work. We were making it work. We were hustling. We were sold on the dream and we were sold hard. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In the end, it does humble you. It does, it does give you appreciation for getting the things that you've worked hard for. Because if I didn't have that experience in LA, maybe you would agree with this for New York. I set a tone for myself after that place. And I said, this will never, ever, ever <laughs> be my living situation again. And I got myself no. out of there within three months. I found a beautiful four bedroom with Bryce. Jen was a roommate. Tom was a roommate. It was fabulous. I remember when you moved into that place, I think, because it wasn't there a balcony and you just yes. loved it. Oh, my yeah. God. I love it. was so much better than Park La Brea. Uh, and we could actually afford furniture and cookware. I was working two jobs. I was like, I was like, I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think uh, of all the places I lived in it. I mean, I really I lived above the Wicked Theater for yes. a month. Did you hear um, them ever? Oh no, you said you would look out the window and watch them. We at the would stage look out the door, window. Right? And, yep, we would watch them at the stage. Or we, oh, we could. That's so we dark, could never. Baby. <laughs> I would have just slipped a note. What did those notes say? Defy. You're yeah, defying stop, stop, hours. No, it was like stop defying quiet hours. <laughs> stop defying quiet hours. And I write my note <sighs> back. I go, you know, next time, how about you just knock on the door instead of being a coward? <laughs> R A follows up and goes, I didn't write the note. You hack bitch. You blown out hack bitch. <laughs> That's so funny to me. It oh was just my God. like it was embarrassing in a way that is indescribable. Deep embarrassment, <laughs> humiliation, public humiliation. Oh, God. So where did you always live in a dorm in college or did you live in a oh, house? No, 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 no. I mean, by the time that I was a sophomore um, in school, I had already like met Scott and Gavin because we were in the same class. So we got a house off campus. And that was great. That's so nice. But you kind of yeah. did that too, right? I did another. I did a really fun apartment my sophomore year um, and then lived in a sorority house my junior year and then did off campus senior year. And that was like the best. Truly senior year of college living in that house was like the best time of my life. One of the best years of my oh life. Oh, my God. It kind of is special. If you're with a good group of people and you're with a good mix, like it's such a great situation. It's like one of the yeah. happiest times. Like we used to call our place dad house because it was all three of us and like i don't know why we called the dad house I think it's because our first day and we were like being very dadly and we were like cooking and like doing repairs ourselves and like we were just kind of like being the dads of the house and we just called it it became like a little party house but dad house dad house yeah um who if you could shout them out is the best roommate you've ever had best roommate ever um I was like, just Gosh, to deviate from the sinister. I think I, ha- I know I haven't had bad roommates ever. Um, but I think I would just say because 
she was always there for me. I would say Katie, my friend Katie. <gasps> Katie. Because we really moved feeling. to New York. We moved to New York together. We straight out of college. Like she and I were on the ride together the whole time. And it was just like. Wait, was she, she in was, the Wicked Theater apartment with you? Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> she, missed that. So, <laughs> so she and I went on Facebook. We graduated uh, like Mother's Day. And then, which was in May, and then we moved to New York on July 7th together, like right after we graduated. And we had found on some Facebook group, we had found these two girls that um, were leaving and they gave us like a really good deal. They were like, we can only do it for like a month because our lease is coming to an end. And we were like, that's fine. Like, we just need a place to like like land. Yeah, that's why I moved into Park La Brea. I was like, let me do a three month lease and like get on my feet. Yeah. And I'll never forget Katie, when we walked in, there there was this huge decal in like pink, like uh, curl font that said dreams don't work unless you do. And she oh. looked at me and she was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just so. Wait, I'm, we have to seal that somehow and incorporate it into creep time. Baby, dreams don't work unless you do. Unless chop, you chop. Do. That's and crazy. The funniest, the funniest part was that it was these two girls that had just graduated with like musical theater degrees that oh, I think God. were just so over it already. And they like literally were like, here are the keys. And it's like, we walk in. And <laughs> it's it was got like so... one working bulb. It's like falls <laughs> yeah. off the wall. <laughs> and it was so clear that they had tried so hard. Oh, like they no. were they were following a dream. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> That's a tough space to walk into. (laughs) Damn. Aren't you so happy to be on the other side? On the other side. So happy, baby. The work pays off. If you hustle, if you grind, if you sludge through the snow. (laughs) Oh, my God. (gasps) All the babysitting. Oh, can we add babysitting to our our list of words? Or phrases? You're, you're, You're asking a lot of me, but yes. I'm asking a tremendous amount of you. Don't forget, I that was my hustle was nannying for. I know. Hey, I you inspired me because I did it too. Oh, oh my god! Don't, I, don't forget. Oh, okay, yeah. If that if we pull that if we pull that, you and I have some harrowing tales to tell. Talk about a sinister episode. But oh my god! Since these are short and snackable, short and sweet, I guess we can just about wrap this one up. But before we do, mm-hmm. I would just give a shout out to my favorite roommate that I've had. <gasps> yes, the lovely Scott Redmond. <gasps> Scott, uh, and I think Gavin would agree with because he was both of our roommate, but Scott was just the best roommate. He is the easiest to live with. He would cook. He loves to clean dishes. He keeps a clean space, and he's always a good time, and he's fun. And he better, I would have tapped him to read me bedtime stories because he's just got such a lovely speaking voice. And you best believe I did. <laughs> I did. Although what did suck about our first rooming situation in the house we were in there were three bedrooms, one that was big, one that was midsize, and one that was basically a cubicle with a door. And we drew straws to see like who was going to get which room, to be fair. And I got the smallest room, and I was like, oh, this sucks, but I'm going to make the best of it. No doubt, on every party situation, for whatever reason, people crammed into my room. It just became the most inviting. Well, because I'm sure the vibes are immaculate. Oh, if I could send you some pictures... It was it. Like, uh, maybe I had like five feet by five feet, but I, I made it work. You made it vibey, as you always do. I tried. But that's all we got for roommates for right now, Stu. Should we say, what are we saying here? Make it queek. 
Make it quick. Baby, make it quick. We'll <laughs> catch you, you guys on the next episode of After Dark. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.